In life, we encounter people every day, all of whom have stories to share. We rarely take the time to ask people their personal stories, many of which will touch, move, and inspire us in some way. Matt has a passion for making authentic connections and learning about people from all walks of life. He has lived a life of giving back to the community and making a difference in people's lives. Are you ready to meet fascinating people and hear some inspiring stories? The Matt Hilton Show will introduce you to a world of possibilities you never knew existed. Sit back, be present, and enjoy. Here's your host, Matt Hilton. Hey everyone, Matt Hilton here, the host of The Matt Hilton Show. Thanks for tuning in today to episode two of Liz Michael's Story. You don't want to miss this episode. Also, please subscribe to this YouTube channel so we can have more followers. Stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Inspired, experienced, customer focused. Find a mortgage that fits your needs with Maria Leach at First United Bank Mortgage, specializing in construction and closing all types of loans, including jumbo, portfolio, conventional, FHA, and VA. A tenured team, outstanding service, competitive programs. Finance your dreams with Maria Leach at First United Bank Mortgage. mleach.firstunitedteam.com, 214-316-7915, mleach at firstunitedbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Where did you grow up? Right here in Dallas, Texas. Right here in Dallas. Whereabouts? I, I, in Oak Cliff, Redbird okay. area. My mother moved us to Dallas. I was born in Tyler, Texas. And we moved to Dallas. My mother was a college professor. She taught biology at Bishop College, which was a little school over in uh, Highland Hills, way south uh, in Dallas, the south side of Dallas. And uh, it's now Paul Quinn College. Uh, the campus has, has changed. And at five years old, I begged my mother, well, really from three to five, I begged her every single day to be a ballerina. Mama, I can be a ballerina. I saw Swan Lake, Matt, and I lost my mind. And every day I was like, I want to be a ballerina. Mama, can I be a ballerina? Mama, I want to be a ballerina. And at age five, when she was teaching at Bishop College, uh, one of her colleagues was Ann Williams, who was the founder of Dallas Black Dance Theater. She said, Ann, take her, just please. And so I started formal training, uh, ballet, modern, and jazz at age five. And I went to the performing uh, high school for performing arts, Booker T. Washington High School for the visual and performing arts. When in its second year of being open, I was a dance major there. I majored in dance in college. And my freshman year, I realized, and I've been 6'1 since I was 13, I might mm -hmm. add. Uh, but that didn't stop me. Mm -mm. But when I got to college, I realized, if you want stage time, you... You might want to rethink your major, you know, because I was like, as in my stature and size, even though I had the abilities, uh, just to the, just the the nature of auditioning for people and people seeing the vision and, and giving you a chance, uh, I was like, either I'll have to choreograph or have my own dance company, uh, just to get stage time and and do that thing. And I I said no, and I changed my major to theater, and uh, the rest is history. And here been, you are, yeah. Not even musical theater, just theater. Got a question for you. Living in South Dallas and Oak Cliff in the 60s and 70s, growing up during that time frame, how was it for you as a black female growing up in South Dallas? Well, we moved to the Redbird area in 73, and it was a, um, a multicultural, mixed neighborhood. Well, I won't say multicultural. It was black and white. Okay. Uh, it was predominantly white when we moved into the neighborhood. And by the time I was a senior in high school, 
It was majority black, but I, I went to school. I, I left Booker T and went to Carter High. I graduated from Carter High School. Most talented. I have to throw that in there because I was <laughs> dancing and singing there too. Uh, but I, it was about where my brother graduated from Carter in 78. I say it was about 50-50. It was still, you know, half black, half white. By the time I graduated high school, it was more 75-25. Um, and now you go to Oak Cliff. There's still some white families that, you know, mm -hmm. live there. I moved back to Oak Cliff. Uh, I bought a house during the pandemic. Who does that? <laughs> but <laughs> apparently you did. <laughs> apparently I do. Uh, but I moved back to Oak Cliff into the Redbird area. Okay. And now there are Hispanic families, white families, black families, people coming back to that family and owning homes. And it was a, a family um, atmosphere and pride in your neighborhood and, and a love of neighbors. Um, because my mother was a college professor and my mother, I also will add, had a PhD in radiation biology and molecular chemistry what? that she got at TWU. So okay. she went to school with everybody. Right. So as a kid, I've been around everybody all my life and being a theater kid, you're around everybody. So my uh, growing up in that neighborhood um, grounded me and uh, prepared me for the big world that I'm in around everybody. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful I moved back to Oak Cliff. I lived uh, downtown for a number of years. Um, I lived in North Dallas. Uh, downtown, uh, I really loved. I lived at Southside on mm -hmm. Lamar. Yeah. And uh, I really loved it. If I could have bought that loft, I would have. But um, at, when the opportunity presented itself for me to buy a home in Oak Cliff, I jumped at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. With February being Black History Month, what does that mean to you? It means, I think, in America, for the contributions of African Americans, of Black people, to be highlighted, it should be highlighted just as American history, period. But there are so many contributions that people don't realize that black people have made. Just when you stop at the stoplight, mm -hmm. you don't realize black person did that. When you pick your iron up to iron your clothes, black person did that. You go to your refrigerator to get some ice or there's a refrigerated truck that drives your milk and stuff. You don't realize, you don't realize. We, we take for granted when we get some peanut butter. We don't realize. Uh, there's so many contributions that have been made and have not been um, uh, uplifted or, or the, the proper, um, the, the proper, I, I, don't, I don't want to say uh, response or praise, but acknowledgement. acknowledgement yes. The proper acknowledgement has not been given. So I, I think Black History Month is a time to reflect on the contributions, uh, not just in America, but to the world that, uh, that Black people have made. And uh, we still continue, not just singing and dancing and, and being sports figures, uh, your GPS. Hmm. Uh, the, the microchip in our, in our cell phones we, uh, or gaming. We, we don't know these things, but there they are, you know, mm -hmm. open heart surgery and, mm -hmm. you know, 
Yeah. yeah. Blood plasma. I could go on and on and, you know, and, and they're Googleable. They're Googleable. Oh, that's a, is that a new word? I is that a Liz word? Up. No, somebody <laughs> used it about me. They were like, do you not know who Liz Michael is? She's mm -hmm. Googleable. Uh, these facts are Googleable. Right. Um, and, and I just, it, it hurts my soul that in this day and age, the contributions that anybody makes has not been acknowledged it, when you think of, and, and I'm not going to get political, but the, the AP courses that are being, are, are, were trying to be offered uh, for the contributions of African-American history in uh, Florida. And they shot it down and said that there mm. is no educational uh, substance. And I disagree. But black history, I am black history. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you know, uh, my mother was black history. She didn't mm -hmm. talk the talk. She walked the walk as a and she was the first African-American woman to get a Ph.D. in radiation biology from a Texas Women's University. Wow. Yes. What an accomplishment. Black history. Yeah. Yeah. If you would speak to the camera, I would love for you to give some encouragement, inspiration to any young person okay. who feels that they are in a place where they can't get out of, they're mm. in a cycle of potential poverty mm. or whatever that, mm. and, and they, mm. they want to break out. What would you tell them? I say to you, God is real. Lean into your faith, dig deep into yourself and know that you have something to offer. You are important, you are valued. And when you make up your mind and align that with action, there's nothing you can't do. I'm telling you. And it sounds easier said than done, but you've gotta start one foot in front of the other and keep putting those feet in front of the other. And when you turn around, you'll see how far you've come. But start with that thing inside. Don't give up. Don't let anyone sway you until you know you can't, when you know that you can. Trust that, lean into that, and trust in God. You don't believe in a higher power, believe in yourself, because I believe in you, and you can do it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. You have mentioned God and um, faith quite a bit. Oh, I don't want to start crying. Oh, no, I'm not going to try okay. to make you cry, but okay. <clears throat> there are some of us who have been um, traumatized by religion. And religion is not God. No, it's not. No, it's not. Don't get it confused. But there are people who do. And um, I see your cross. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, I, I know. Yeah. There are people who. They they teach kids to be who they want them to be. Mm -hmm. And parents and teachers and grandparents, people around you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have know. some of the best intentions. Right. Mm hmm. But it, the pressure that is put on a child oh, I understand. to be someone that they're not. 
in everything that you've done, I'm sure you have come across that quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, speak to me about, about any experiences that you've had. It, 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 it's all on those people and how they were raised and the mm -hmm. expectations that were put on them by other people. Um, I've had the unique opportunity to be raised by one of the most remarkable people in the world, my mother, who's God-fearing, wonderful person. But she always allowed me to be me. She never told me my dream was too big or that I was too big. Mom, I want to be a ballerina. Little chubby, three-year-old kid. She never told me, oh, baby, that's just a pipe dream. Oh, oh, sweetheart. Oh, woo, woo, woo. And there are a lot of children, I'm sorry, that have that thing in them where they can't stop drawing or they won't stop uh, uh, singing somewhere or they're always dancing and, some, and somebody says, sit down, stop that. Why are you drawing on stuff all the time? Put that thing down. They don't realize what gift that child is trying to get, what's what's in them and they're trying to get out. It's just part of them. Yeah. Um, and it's been conditioned into them to put somebody in a box, to make somebody, you know, um, to make themselves feel better that they've done the right thing as a parent. All we can do as parents is guide and, and, and try to direct people to be the best ones we want them to be. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times a parent will feel the thing that they hate most about themselves, they see in their child mm. and they want to squash it down. If your child is a free spirit and you were never allowed to be free, stop that, mm -hmm. sit down. Mm -hmm. And, and you are very right that there's a difference between being in touch with your spirituality and God than being religious. Some of the most religious people are some of the most self-righteous people you've ever encountered. And they may mean well, mm -hmm. but to, a, 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 to detriment to somebody's self image or awareness that are trying to find themselves. This child is trying to, to grapple with what they're going through with their existence and why are they here? What, 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 what does my life mean? Where do I go? Well, as parents and people of God, we do have a responsibility to those young people and not to shape them into what we want them to be, but to allow them to grow into their God-given right. You know, yeah. I think sometimes these people that do horrible, horrible things didn't have anybody just to love on them and let them be who they were. And whatever that little negative thing was kept growing and growing and growing because somebody was like, you need to bake this something else. And it morphed into this horrific person that went out and did horrible things, shooting people and, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think we have a unique opportunity to love on those babies and allow them to be the best they can right. and be good people on this earth. My mother always used to say, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. Mm. Preach. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
will you come back? I sure will. Because there's so much more I want to get into a conversation with you about. Um, I would love to. And our time is up for this episode. So um, I have on good authority that you like, like pungent cheese. Oh, who told you? <laughs> My friend Nathan. Angel told you. I love My friend Nathan oh, and Angel. Nathan. Yeah, yes. Yes. So um, I went to Whole Foods and I got you some pungent cheese. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I love you. Oh. And some crackers. Whole Foods, so. <laughs> you can uh, do your due diligence uh, by uh, sponsoring this young man and his beautiful show here. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Thank Mr. you. Mr. Matt Hilton, you, come on to Whole Foods. He is up now. Yes. This was not sponsored by Whole Foods, but you all step up to the bat. There. Please. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to get you some sponsorship. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I am the chief happiness officer of a nonprofit called Who Do You Know? I love this. And our mission is to inspire imagination and dreaming of people of all walks of life Wow! by making connections. I had no idea. Yes, ma'am. So we focus on three pillars. We focus on a person you want to meet, a place you want to go, and an experience you want to have. So I'm going to ask you those three questions. So who is a person that you have not met yet, that is alive, that you would like to meet? Michelle Obama. And why? Her, her, her outlook on life and just who she is, she's just exuberant and jazzy and down to earth and intelligent and fun, just all those things. I just want to talk to her. Okay. You know? Yeah. I would just, I, I, ooh. Yeah. Michelle Obama. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where's the place you want to go? Ooh, I've, um, hmm. I would like to go to Africa. I'm not sure where in Africa. Um, I think maybe the Congo or um, Sierra Leone. Uh, I, I would like to go to Africa and see and feel where my ancestors came from. Sure. Yeah. And is there an experience that you would like to have? Being a star of my yet. own TV show. <laughs> oh. Put the camera on. Being a star of my own TV show. You had I Love Lucy, Where's I Love Liz? Here, here we go. <laughs> okay. Or oh, Mama Smash. Mama, oh, there we go. What Mama kind Smash. of team are you running here? I, I, I'll get people together. Or uh, when the fat lady sings, I came up with this thought of where are the, the, um, the modern PI shows that they used to have. You know, we had you, Matlock, you had all oh, these yeah. things. Canon, Magnum, Magnum PI. Mm-hmm. You had all of these, not Matlock, but you, that was a lawyer. But right, you had all right. these PI shows. Sure. And, and Murder, She Wrote, and all. Mm-hmm. all right, we need a big black woman when the fat lady sings. And at the end of it, I, you know, I own my own club, but I'm a PI, I'm a private investigator, or people come to me to help them. And at the end of the show, I sing a song. Oh, I love it. When the fat lady sings. Okay. A little bit of it. <laughs> so before I was a realtor, because I'm a realtor now, I owned a PI firm in Dallas for seven years. Stop so it. We need to talk. We need to talk. See? See? <laughs> this is incredible. There we go. All right, Liz, thank you so much for being oh, here today. Man, and I you wish you all the best on your tour and, um, and everything that you are involved in, the people that you will run into, that you inspire. Um, blessings to you, my friend. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you in August and some of y'all in July in Houston when 1776 comes there. Wonderful. But thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you. 
And thank you for tuning in today. This is uh, the Matt Hilton Show. And tune in next week as we have another inspiring person with a fascinating story. Join us on the Matt Hilton Show. Have fun. If you'd like to contact Matt or know a fascinating person with an inspiring story that would make a great guest, reach out to the show at thematthiltonshow at gmail.com.